Hi, I'm Chief Bob Vasquez. And I'm Dr. Jose Lugo Santiago. Welcome to Leaders and Futures. Let us have a new kind of conversation, one about leading as futures emerge, are yet to happen, or plainly need to be reimagined. Someone has said that the best way to predict the future is to create it. Although it's impossible to predict the future, one thing is certain, you must lead in it. It's time to think differently about leading. This podcast is powered by the Institute for Leadership and Strategic Foresight. Let's get started with today's discussion on leaders and futures. Before I forget, hello. <laughs> How you doing? Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good to see everybody. Thanks for Thanks. listening. Yes, indeed. But uh, we got a little bit heated there at the end of last week's episode, uh, Lugo, with uh, this assumption. But before we get into assumptions and what we were re uh, referring to, uh, let's make a disclaimer that we, we don't mean anything against uh, McDonald's. Uh, they're a decent organization. They're a big organization, organization and evidently they're succeeding. Uh, but, uh, and I eat there too too often. Deb won't let me eat there very often, but uh, you know, that triple <laughs> McDonald, what is that? The McD or whatever that is. Mm. Uh, that's a lot of chicken nuggets. Uh, chicken. Yeah. They, they, they're tasty. They are. <laughs> and, and they're <laughs> but yeah, no, they, they have they're done some amazing things and everywhere yeah. you see that they arch, right. We, yeah. we think about, I mean, they, they, the way they innovative uh, innovated the yes. uh, food and how they they standardize well, things grew and branding like, when you talk about branding, branding man yeah. you you know because I, I I drive to New Mexico back and forth uh, several times a, a year and I'm always looking for that big M somewhere because I'm hungry man where am I gonna go well I'm gonna go find that big M so <laughs> big time branding so anyway yeah, we McDonald's learn, we, we thank you for uh, for what you do as well as Chick Fil A they're good organizations so. Lugo, 50 years ago, man, when I got to Lackland Air Force Base, I was taught one of the first things, that, at least that I remember, is this MTI, which you served as, telling me never assume because assuming makes an ass out of you and me. And now you're mm -hmm. telling me that assuming assumptions are important in this process of developing and creating futures. What happened, man? Did, did things change in the last 50 years or are you guys uh, just duplicitous? Us as MTIs, military training instructors, no, I, I, I think that I can. I think that when they, they, they said that to you, they made you think, right? And, and I think that was they, they accomplished their objective, and their objective wait, was wait, to wait, make no, you no, think. no, they didn't, they did not want me to think. I can guarantee you, they wanted me to do. <laughs> Just no, they wanted you to think. You yeah. either you either thought or you were buried somewhere else. Yeah, well, <laughs> they're <sure>. threatening you. <laughs> yes, you know, there's it, intimidation, right? It, yeah, and it's well, not and a that, good way to lead, by the no, way. No, it's it's not. But that's that's what they did back in my day. You know, by mm -hmm. the time you were an MTI, it's it's a different world now. You remember mm -hmm. my story about do it or I'll kill you. Uh, you know that yes. evidently worked, or at least uh, we accepted it. And. Uh, but things have changed uh, a lot, and I understand that. But still, okay, so let's... Those were tough assuming. years, too. You would serve under, uh, during the Vietnam time. Yeah. Uh, Non-commissioned officers across all services they went through. Uh, I mean, talking about leading, yes. uh, they, they, the kind of things that they had to do to deal... I mean, you think about the pressure that our Vietnam vets, and we never said enough. We never thanked them enough. Uh, when you think about our our, our, our yeah. Vietnam vets, I yeah. mean, all the work that they have done set the stage to where we are today in regards to uh, the power of our armed forces and the reforms that we have done to take care of our soldiers, sailors, airmen, Marines, and uh, our new 
you know, guardians, yeah. uh, new space force. And, and so uh, absolutely, uh, you think about leading what they had to do. And when you're talking about bringing that generation into basic training and indoctrinate them into the values of our nation, when our nation was going through so much turmoil, and then have them go out there and give your life for this nation that is going through all of those things, because it's worth it. And they understood that, that that generation did miracles. And I am very proud of uh, our Vietnam vet. My dad was a Vietnam vet also. Uh, so, and thank you for your service during that, during that time. That was just um, the, the kind of thing that we asked them. Uh, you know, a lot of times uh, right now, think about it. You know, all these things that we talk about, PTSD and all the stuff that our Vietnam vets uh, went through it, yeah. right? And now we were asking them to, Oh, just bought it all up. You know, right. there's yep. uh, there something wrong with Get you. But it. now, yep. yeah, but now we understood. Now we understand yeah. in retrospect. And so we owe them so much. Yeah. Well, and, and it's an evolution. It always is. It, again, assuming. What does that have to do with this process, Lugo? You're saying we have to have these assumptions. No, no, we don't. Don't don't try to convince me. Okay, try to convince me because I'm an old guy. Uh what what's the value of assumptions again you know we use those words and you know what you're talking about and i kind of think i, I know what yes. you're talking about but but we're assuming that if we do this this will re, it'll result in this is that what you're saying when we make these assumptions in this process of developing futures well assumptions allows us the opportunity to have clarity we the there are so many interconnections in our in our environment right and the present in the past and now take all take the past the present and and think about everything that we're doing in the present and how we change transform and 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 do all kinds of things in in the in the present to move the future everything has some kind of collision there's collisions you know that that creates forces that creates activity and these activities create more activity and so on so for us as leaders, it is very, very difficult for us to make, to be 100% sure, right? 100% correct. And in the world that we live in, I tell my students uh, when we do systems thinking uh, in our several of our classes at the Institute, when we talk about systems thinking, we say, that, hey, uh, it is nearly impossible for a leader to be 100% right. And you cannot be. And so don't try you try to be less wrong. And so how do we do that? And it's just to be to be able to understand the future and understand the the uh, complexity of your decisions, how they can move on, on whatever ways, we have to be able to understand that these things can happen. Given the knowledge that we have today, these things can happen. And so uh, all of us have uh, no things about the future that others don't. And some Things about the future are known to all of us. So we had a tool, we call it uh, Futures Acquisition Intelligence Tool, FATE. And, and there basically is four quadrants. And within those quadrants, we, all of us, have a blind future that we can see. And, and, and in some cases, one future, we can see it and we have that in common. And so based on that, we can deduct, when we look at all these trends and, and so on, that you know, one is going to happen, two, three, four, five. These are uh, most likely things 
that will be uh, characteristics of the future that we will see. And based on that, then we can move forward. So that's what we call assumptions. Yeah. And so we, and there's a process, right? Of course, to, for us to be able to develop that, that process and for us to be able to agree on what we see, because a lot of the things that we see, we have to interpret. We have images of the future all the time. They all happen all the time. And we have to sit down and, and think through these images. And some of these images, because a lot of people have very dystopian images, or some of them have very utopian images. And, and so we have to get to the utopian, you know, what, what is the most likely vision of, of the things that we see as we are seeing these things. And then maybe we can image the future in a different way. Yes. And, and then, but how do we do that? Well, we, there are some things that are not going to change in the future and there are some things that are going to change. And so based on those, those, you know, the fixtures of the future and the critical uncertainties, then, then we can make decisions and draw paths yeah. towards that end state that we want to see. Yeah. And, and in a way, hope that those decisions got, get us to where we think we we're going, where we think well, those assumptions are taking us. Uh, sure. I mean, there's, you can never, I mean, there are walk guess, cards in the environment. Yeah. There are walk and, cards and the are things that can part. happen. The application part, I think, is critical, especially as, and you know, my thing is about the F word, the other F word, the followers. Mm -hmm. If if we do these things, we we've done all of this uh, procedural stuff, and if we if we believe as an organization that if we do these things, this is going to be the end result, but it all depends on us followers doing those things properly. Again, as we uh, said last uh, couple of episodes, with commitment and uh, in a unified way, then we can achieve those. And and each of us, I think, has the opportunity to break that and not be able to achieve it because I'm not willing to do it, which then it comes back to the character part. That's where I uh, I always focus on the character part. Uh, speaking of. Uh, OK, uh, I make a comment. On, sure. I make, yeah. I make a comment on, ahead, on sure. what you mentioned is uh, very profound. So we can never uh, take, in my opinion. I don't think we can take a linear approach towards the future, right? Like uh, it all depends on the followers. We all, you know, agree and we're going to move forward. And because all these things, we have to constantly make adjustments because there's all, always things happening in the environment. So never think this is a linear uh, tra trajectory. I mean, it, it's going to be moving different places and we have to have to make, make adjustments together. Yeah. And so think about the environment that surrounds anything that you're doing even from food, water. Uh, I mean, the basic things that make us survive can change because of different things that can happen in our environment. And then we got to make adjustments. That doesn't mean that that end state that we want uh, is not going to happen. It just means that we may have to partner with others and we have to seek, you know, with more aggressivity, these partnerships so we can create the particular mass that we need right. to bend the future towards where we want to be. So uh, the the followers is it's very important, and and all of these pieces are important, and and should be analyzed in the context of how they are connected to everything else that make these these critical parts move. Yeah, and as uh, Chief Seattle said, we're all connected. Whatever yes. we do to the web, we to ourselves we do to the web and the web and it's kind of a uh, right. circular thing uh 
as we finish out the uh, Lugo, and by the way, this is the the last episode for the season. We finished My up our goodness. first season, and uh, we're year. getting ready to one year. Yeah, one year for this to, year, but since we started in, yeah. in August, we're getting ready to celebrate the the holidays. And uh, as we do, I know that uh, the institute thanks everybody that's listened to us, and Absolutely. I'm grateful for having the opportunity to to hang out with you. Uh, weekly and uh, ch chat about these things that uh, we don't get to chat about. Well, we haven't gotten to chat about in 20 some years that we've known yes, each other. Likewise. So uh, I'm grateful for you and your family. And uh, I, I hope my hope, my vision for the future, and I hope there's plenty of futures that go in that same direction is that we do actually find some kind of peace in, in this time. You know, uh, we're so uh, scattered. We're so separated. We're just uh, uh, everybody for their own sake. And uh, I don't think there's any, there's not enough value in that. We got to come back together and realize that we're in, all of us are in this together. Yeah. And those little things that we do to help each other out become huge things because I think that's how you inspire. And, and my word, you know, is love. Uh, love is unconditional giving. The more we Amen. have of that, the better. And how you do it, we're all going to have different ways. But at least if that's our purpose, that's a great future. Well, I, I think you. Great, great. Um, as we get into these holidays, right? Love first, right? You mentioned love, and I think that uh, uh, that is that is unconditional. <laughs> that is. is that you see, because I love, right? Then I give. I mean, all all these things happen because love. You know, everything else that we talk about, all the goodness that we want in the world, is a byproduct of just embracing that. And, and people think this is just a touchy-feely. You know I'm not a touchy-feely guy. Uh, so uh, I'm, this is tough, right? Uh, and so just embracing deep values, that is one way. But also, uh, when you think about that, I thought, well, the other part is gratitude. You yes. mentioned gratitude, and I appreciate uh, your words. And uh, it's likewise uh, same for all these people who are following us. Uh, in the podcast, uh, we're grateful to you also. I say gratitude because uh, imagine, I mean, for all of us who have traveled around the world and uh, we see our nation, uh, you know, and uh, and those people who are maybe listening from other parts of the world. Uh, I mean, look at all the, the, a lot of times we forget about the blessings that we have. and And if we focus a little bit more into that, I think more blessings come from from that. And of course, we had to shape it. But just the first piece is uh, for us is to find to find that place where we are. Uh, we feel uh, grateful for what we have and we express that gratitude to others and others do the same. Even the little things. I mean, like last I, I was driving and I mean, the traffic was packed and everything. And, and so. Here in San Antonio, where I am, for the most part, people are, uh, you know, friendly, and uh, but but I wonder why, and I tell you why, I, because I'm here, and every time that somebody let me go, I say thank you, right? I raise my hand or something in the car, and and I see a lot of people do that, and so that uh, that little gesture, right? So, anyways, back to that. So I'm traffic is packed, and so I kind of wait and I let this person pass. And, and so the person, you know, just raised the hand and I, you know, I just say, you know, I raise my hand back in a gesture of saying, you know, oh, you're welcome. It, just those little things, right? Uh, you know, that that is gratitude. Gratitude is it, just multiplying. And, and I hope that, that you 
uh, you I mean, all and all those who are listening, spend some of that gratitude with your families, at least, or or even uh, in your spiritual beliefs or your creator. Uh, you know, do it. Just try it and start this coming years coming up so soon. And all of us are going to have goals and how we're going to do that. You see it in the news right now, you know, 2023, what are your goals and how to, how to, and this is the, the how to uh, time for goals, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, start with something simple. And that is, you know, uh, saying thank you to all of those people who, who are with you, help you this year and, uh, and then build partnerships now and, yeah. and take them with you to new places in 2023. Yeah. And that becomes spiritual, I think, Lugo, that uh, when we all do that, because it, uh, like you, you say, the more you give, the more you get, and then it continues on. The more you give, the more you get, the more you give, the more you get. So, But uh, I'll tell you what I am going to do uh, this upcoming year is I'm going to lose 50 pounds in uh, January and February and March. <laughs> You're going to, uh, 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 okay. This must mean something else because you will disappear. <laughs> <laughs> that, that might be what I do. But uh, on behalf of uh, my family and uh, Lugo and, and all of us uh, at the Institute, we wish everybody uh, great holidays, uh, whatever, whatever you uh, uh, do, Christmas or Kwanzaa or I, I don't know. There's more and more things, which is okay. You know, I, I like to learn about all those more things. More things to be gratitude and yeah, more, more things to be grateful for. Grateful huh? for. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, we're going to finish out this uh, year strong, I hope, and then uh, start with the next year. Yes. Happy holidays and, you know, happy new year and, too, yeah. you know, richness and prosperity in everything you do. Yes, indeed. God bless you, Lugo. God bless you. Thank you for listening. We hope today's topic connected with you and help you reflect on the work leaders do to get out of a narrow focus on one future and into a broader range of possible alternatives. If you'd like to connect with us, find us at leadersandfutures.com. And if you would like to learn more about leadership and future studies, we have several programs to help you at the Institute for Leadership and Strategic Foresight. Until next time, be great.